Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do cut. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand doing. Sound the ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days put the sunshine in it. Good news. I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it. Keeping the beans on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Welcome back, family. Welcome back, family. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. Hey, it's your girl, Dice Gamble, checking in. Happy Monday, everyone. Look at God. Got you through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Back to work. It was rough. It was rough, Dice. Like, oh, no. Why was it rough? Oh, Lord. Well, you know, you know Dice, it'd it be rough. These weekends be rough. You know, we're, we, you know, we, we work, work. I, and I know y'all, y'all might listen to us on these airways like, they ain't, they ain't really working. No, no, no. We work, work. So sometimes even on the weekends, we working. And, um, yeah, I, I, I was called to host a couple of events this weekend, mm. um, networking and building relationships. We talk about that all the time. And it was a sacrifice, Dice. I went to his one event on Saturday. And Lord help me. I was there and I was like, Lord, <laughs> is this, is this what? Is this what you promised me? <laughs> and it was, and it wasn't that the event was dope. I just wanted, I'm just be transparent. I wanted to be home and sleep. I like, I mm. didn't, I didn't want to be there. Mm. You know, let's be very clear. You know, Dice and I did some uh, recording radio stuff that morning. I left that. I might've had a half an hour or an hour before I had to go to this event. Mm. And then, yeah, I was there to the rest of the night. Let's be very clear. So it's like, yeah. Then you turn around Sunday morning. Um, great, you know, great service at, at church, but I have to serve at church. So I'm at church for six hours on a Sunday, you know, after a long, a long day Saturday. And then we back here Monday morning. Listen, I want to text you guys and say, hold it down. Hold it down. No rest for the weary. Ain't no rest. You rest when you die. Maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, be careful what you pray for and what you ask for. Because God going to give it to you. That's right. (laughs) Exceedingly abundantly, as he would say. More than you could think or imagine. (laughs) Oh, you really want I this? Huh? No, no problem. Ways. Yeah, yeah. You really want this? No problem. I got you. <laughs> listen, thank you for waking up with us this Monday morning. Uh, listen, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, let's get up this morning. Let's start it off high energy. Let's go out and be great today, kings and queens. We have mm-hmm. another fun packed show for you guys today. Come on, stop playing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dice, Dice, uh, you know, likes to start off, you know, Monday mornings with these real talk topics and. I'm be honest with you. Um, I brought this one to Dice, and um, I was like, "Yeah, Dice, I, I feel like we need to talk about this a little bit." So, mm-hmm. um, you know, every now and then she let me uh, have a topic or two. You know, every now and then. So today we're gonna talk about it. Uh, we're gonna talk about has church become too entertaining? Um, we know um, church has always been a form of entertainment. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you talk about preaching, when you talk about choirs, when you talk about the production, everything that goes into church. Absolutely. I, I think it's, it needs to be a balance between the two. So we're going to get into it. Um, shouts out to uh, Transformation Church. Um, mm-hmm. We know the senior pastor there is uh, uh, Pastor Mike Todd. Uh, his co-pastor uh, preached a word last week. And um, we got a little snippet. Um, I definitely want you guys to go check out the entire uh, video. Probably go to Transformations uh, YouTube or their website to listen to the whole sermon. But I don't know. It was eh, the end of the sermon. Dice was a little, little. It, it, it well in my spirit. Dice. I, I think you can be relevant, but are you sometimes too relevant? I don't know about too relevant. I'd say too reaching. <laughs> yeah, you're reaching. You're reaching, brother. You're reaching for. He fishing, nice, nice. He fishing, he fishing. Reaching, but, uh, be careful what kind of fish you catch. You know what I'm saying? You gotta. Oh man, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? That's all I gotta say. It's just unfortunate. It's sad. It's one of the very disappointing things uh, that we run across. You know, often. You know, it's just people saying far-reaching things from across the pulpit, which can often be a distraction i'm trying to be very polite this morning (laughs) that's about as polite as it's gonna get for me is like man uh you need to be sat down somewhere so and i stand by that firmly um coming from a history of pastors uh family of pastors um as you say focus when you out of pocket you just out of pocket you know we're not gonna skip around that like ain't no i mean we have grace but we also have uh sarate so you go sit down <laughs> on your tay, sit down on your tay, and uh, just hang out for a bit, and and uh, let's look at how that glorified God. And that's how we do that, and we, we got to reflect. I mean, trust me, everything you you and I both know the stuff. Some of the stuff we say later on, you be like, Lord, forgive me, I shouldn't have said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's that's a part of our faith is like spending time with God and saying, you know, show me where where I was in that moment. And uh, did it glorify you? Because if it didn't, I don't ever want to do that again. You know, <laughs> that's why we have grace and forgiveness and we, we, we repent and we keep it moving, but we don't do that again. <sighs> so, yeah, we're going to let's talk about it. We're going yeah. to talk about today. Listen, our spiritual detox today features, uh, listen, a super talented <laughs> director, writer and social media influencer, Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he is creating um, a web series mm-hmm. uh, called What Had Happened Was. Mm-hmm. which is a web series that is retelling stories from the Bible in an entertaining, insightful, in a simple way for people of all ages. He's already has an all-star cast and John Keith playing young Daniel, Ezekiel playing adult Daniel, Tadashi playing King Nebuchadnezzar, no big deal as Michelle and uh, more Christian artists and influencers that are going to be in this web. It's a, it's a web animated series. So uh, yeah, we're going to get him on the line to talk about this and a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, listen, Christian culture. Um, you know, he's a young, up and coming um, um, entrepreneur. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of great conversation with this young man. So you definitely want to keep it locked. And we got new music all week. Let's be very clear. Some mm-hmm. bangers dropped last week. So uh, look for new music. You're gonna hear new music all week on the show. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're gonna get into it. You know what our mission is uh, mm-hmm. to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps okay. Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Mm-hmm. And it's still Mental Health Month. Let's be oh. very clear. This is the kick of Mental Health Month today, May okay. 1st. May it 1st? is Mental Health First. Um, so yes, you know, Dice and I are going to be talking about mental health all month. Of course, we're going to get some, uh, mental health specialists, mm-hmm. therapists on here. And, uh, yeah, we're going, we're going to talk about mental health. Mental health is very important. I always argue we all in a certain, um, 
area of our life have some form of mental health we need to get better at. Um, whether it's through spiritual counseling, whether it's therapy, or whether it's mm. through, you know, maybe you need some medication. It's okay. So, yes, all this month we will okay. be talking about stuff, mental health. Let's get into this music. We're coming right back with more. Okay. Keep it locked. You're tuned into this fix. And the fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. Welcome back. You tune back into the fix, your source for faith confused hip hop, R and B and poetry right here on Sirius XM channel 154. Holy culture radio and stop playing. You know what time it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. And uh, yeah, we got, we got a fun one for y'all today. I, I think this one is going to be a great conversation. Um, we talk about movers and shakers in the kingdom. And I think uh, this young man on the line right now, uh, he's doing something different. Um, let's be very clear. It's much needed. Uh, I'm excited just to have this conversation with him um, about the process, his uh, faith journey and everything. So listen, without further ado, help me welcome in a super talented filmmaker, a viral content creator, Chaz Smith. What's going on, brother? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Appreciate for sure. It. For sure, brother. Um, you're doing some powerful things, man. Um, I, I would like to ask though first before we get into uh, you know everything you have going on with this new web series that you're working on. Uh, give us the backstory um, of how you develop your own personal relationship with Christ. Like, where did that start for you to even mm-hmm. get to the place where you are now? Started in my home. Um, I grew up. Thanks for asking that question, by the way. But uh, I grew up going to church, but that doesn't make you a Christian. That just means you somebody who goes to a church. Like that's that's it. Uh, for me though my mom was the biggest influence for me uh, in my faith journey in actually following christ and having a relationship with the lord from an early age i think having a fear of god from a young age is what really something that really helped me um just knowing that i serve him and worship him and honor him which is beautiful but on the other side of that is i grew up thinking that yes i'm a i'm saved not by works by faith but Am I doing enough as a Christian? Am I serving you enough? Am I honoring you enough? Because I felt like I had to work to earn his love and acceptance and approval in that sense. So recently, over the past several years, I've been really learning that I'm a son first. He loves me before I do anything. Even Romans 5, 8, even like just while we were still sinners, God showed his love by sending his son to die for us. He's always had a genuine care and uh, desire for us to be with him and know him. So. Yeah, my mom, though, praying with me and my brothers before we go to bed at night, um, just, uh, you know, instructing us and encouraging us to read scripture devotionally is uh, was massive in my upbringing. No, thanks for sharing that. What did it look like, though, you know, going through high school and and mm-hmm. in general, because I always ask this question when you talk about absolutely you start developing that personal relationship for yourself. You start maturing into a young adult into an adult. What did it look like for how when you went around your peers, like did they yeah. receive it? Did you hang around like minded believers or was you kind of like a mixture of a little bit of this, a little bit of that? Yeah. So for me, man, I uh I, I, like I mentioned that fear of the Lord piece. I never had a, a time in my life where I like fell away because I always just knew like, nah, I'm either following you or I'm not. But at the same time, being rough around the edges, it may be like overly judgmental, like putting standards on people who didn't know Jesus themselves. So that wasn't too cool <laughs> at times. But um, okay. yeah, but my, my parents, both my parents always taught me to be a leader, not a follower. 
um, to be careful of who I hang around because your friends will fully influence who you are, your character, things like that. So I was always mindful of like walking a straight path, a narrow path. That was a scripture that was really important to me growing up. Like the, it's a wide gate, it's a wide road to the life that leads to destruction, but it's a narrow road for those who follow Christ. So, I, I, so having an understanding of rules or just religious practices and standards and boundaries is was and is good although the most important thing is having a heart for jesus and a relationship with him and being intimate and close with him to prayer worship scripture just quiet um so yeah growing up uh i think i was, I was preached i've been pretty straight as Listen, that's good, man. I'm, I'm gonna salute you because I promise you, I grew up in church. I was at uh, all the vacation Bible schools and uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. But no, nah, man. Listen, when I left mm-hmm. church, I was a heathen. So I'm glad <laughs> you uh, you had a little bit under your belt. You brought up a couple of key points, though. I want to uh, backtrack to one. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you talked about um, you were a little bit um, judgmental towards some of your peers in how you yeah. presented the gospel. Talk about the dynamic of being able to have a balance of understanding what judgment looks like versus accountability when you talk about relationships and building those relationships yeah first thing i want to say to this is we meaning people who follow christ or claim to be christians you're signing up for to to walk in holiness jesus calls us to live a holy life and be holy as he's holy people will hear that be like oh you're just being judgmental stop judging no like you are now born again in Christ and an ambassador for him, right? So Facts. an ambassador, if that, that means like if you're an ambassador of a nation, that means when you leave that nation or you're going to meet with other prominent people of other nations, you represent your entire nation. We're ambassadors for Christ, which means we represent the kingdom of heaven wherever we go. So if you're going to walk around and be like, ah, whatever, I'm just going to do me, blah, blah, blah. No, nah, man. Um, there's a standard that the Lord calls us to live by that is not according to the world. So if you got friends who are still living in the world, you can't place those same barriers and standards and boundaries on them. But um, accountability looks like lovingly telling a brother or sister, especially I think relationship, the relationship that you have with somebody does matter. Um, and there's a wisdom and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that you need to have in terms of talking to people at times but um it looks like lovingly telling somebody like hey man uh i think asking questions is a great way to approach it sometimes you do need to just be direct and say like straight up like hey bro especially if it's somebody you're really close with but hey bro i i seen you've been like tripping out what's going on um i think asking a question though is very good because it kind of it's like you're presenting something to somebody and giving them the opportunity to pick it up and take it for themselves for them to come into it to agreement with you by uh, answering that question, as opposed to just like shoving something and like, here, take this. That's why here, here's some, that's why Satan will often, or the enemy will often ask us questions to get us to doubt rather than just straight up tell us something. Cause if you ask a question, then once we engage with it and start to answer it, and that's when we start to agree. If he just tells us something like you're a bad person, it's like, or you're you're a loser. You're a nobody. God doesn't love you. It's like, what? That's not true. Scripture says the Lord loves me so much. Are you kidding me? No way. But if he says, are you really saved? Are you really a believer? You start. It's, it causes you to start leaning into it more. So it w- works in the opposite way, too, where um, 
You you follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. I just I just said a whole lot. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. That's yeah. why I asked the question, and, and I appreciate you sharing because I don't think we have these conversations enough. I don't think we uh-huh. talk about these things enough. I, to your point, a lot of people don't understand why we're so sold out, why we're so passionate about what we believe if they're not um, spiritually mature. And that's the thing, too, as well. A lot of it is uh, a lack of spiritual growth. As you continue mm-hmm. to read, study, pray, meditate each and every day, go around like-minded believers, you have yeah. these conversations. My biggest thing is, like you said, for the ones who may be either straddling the fence or don't know how are we able to, you know, wheel them in. Of course, we letting God do the work, but just in general, mm-hmm. like uh, not be so dogmatic, but still hold them accountable to understand the relationship they need to build mm-hmm. and the change process. Because that's what mm-hmm. I think I don't see enough of. Uh, from us as believers, the change process, like, yeah, like you said, you can't pick this cross up each and every day and not work towards a common goal of being more like Jesus Christ. Like Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is the example. You have, uh, listen, millions of stories, <laughs> millions of examples, whether you use Paul, Moses, no, and you can use anybody that uh, gives you clear examples of what we're supposed to do. And it's like, I think we fall short. Sometimes I think we, we're, we're watered down believers. And that's just my personal be- opinion. Uh, I feel like uh, we're not we're not being bold enough. Let's be very clear. Media, the world, everybody is pushing their agenda every single day in our face. The content that we consume through uh, music, through uh, TV uh, and everything you can think of. Yeah, if, if it's it's very clear what they want to push. So I just think sometimes I, and I like to hear from other like minded believers who, you know, got to walk this walk. I know you in corporate rooms, just like I'm in corporate rooms, but you still have to be a believer, but you still have to understand the business side of it and everything that goes in it. So, no, absolutely. I was following you. I was just letting you speak yours, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wh- wh- where, did, where did it start for you uh, when you talk about your creative um um, creative expression and, and just like some who who are some of the directors, artists, athletes that kind of inspired you growing up that oh, even got man. you into where you are now? Okay, there's a few I can think of. Uh recently Ryan Coogler has been somebody massive inspiration. Uh Donald Glover, Kobe Bryant, all for various reasons. Um my dad for sure. Seeing right. him like he's he works hard to a fault at times, but um, his work ethic is something is his work ethic is he was the first inspiration I saw for somebody who is just diligent with grinding. I think it's important to know to rest well, just as hard as we work. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a massive inspiration. Like I've seen him go through st- like starting businesses and uh leading multiple companies and doing so much uh but in terms of creative creative pursuits i think uh one person who inspired me early on a couple people were two youtubers um one of them's a friend of mine his name's nathan zed and another youtuber named swoozy what they would do is just tell stories or talk about their life um and tying comedy to it so seamlessly uh they are two people who inspired me to hop on youtube myself and then mm-hmm. the other person, lastly, my mom. She, matter of fact, you might know about this. You ever watched Teen Summit back in the day? Absolutely. BT? Absolutely. So, so my mom, Lisa Johnson Smith, she was the first host and producer of the show back in the late 80s and early 90s. Okay. Um, so, yeah, knowing about, like, I, I definitely got a, a lot of creative gifting from her. Those are some, those are a few of my uh, biggest inspirations. 
man, listen, shouts out to your mom. Absolutely. I know your mom. Uh, I, I'm yeah. dating myself, but I'm okay with it. Yes, I do remember when Team <laughs> Summit, the very first episode started. Yes, yeah. that, was, that yeah. was my heyday. Uh, yeah, I always argue. I know people get mad at me, but I tell people all the time, 90s hip-hop and R&B is the golden era. If, if y'all ever mm-hmm. want to know about real music, go back to the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I remember that. Listen, Um. so when did you know, though? So it's, it's one thing to be inspired by somebody, but when did you know that you could create content that people would support and listen and watch. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no, I can really do this as a profession. I, I, I'm good at this. And people receive the content that I'm putting out. When was that moment? Yeah. So it came in stages. So for me, I school had us, um, had everybody participate in class plays um, from the time we were in kindergarten. Right. Mm-hmm. So so it started off there. I remember the first time it really hit was in third grade. I had the lead role in my class play and everybody enjoyed it. I got a lot of compliments. I was like, oh, snap, I guess I, I could be on stage and just be able to entertain people. And there was a joy that I got out of that. Moving forward into middle school, I did theater a little bit more. I was the lead. Hey, I was at a predominantly white school. I had the lead role in Macbeth in seventh grade, which was a big milestone. <laughs> Speaking in Shakespearean. Wow. Um, and I really enjoyed that and I did a great job with that. And then uh, going into high school, I started to make videos. And finally, the first time I got a like real taste of content growing up, social media was just starting to like that was the era that my generation came up with where social media was starting to become a thing that people really hopped on. Um, I got on Vine 10 years ago when it first came out and started making content there. I remember when I first got a hundred followers, I was like, yo, this is cr- kind of crazy. Like that was a big milestone for me. And going into that summer, 2013, I posted a video that ended up going viral. And by the end of the summer, it had hundreds of thousands of views and shares. And um, I started to gain a following there. And I was like, oh, snap, maybe there's something going on here. Kept going four years later. Um, it's like my full time job and I'm making a living doing it. So uh, I, I just see it as something that the Lord blessed me with favor in mm-hmm. to ultimately be able to share his name with people. That's been that's what my desire has been like, not just creating funny comedy content is great. But what eternal value does that really have? That's been the question I've asked myself personally. Like, I feel like I just always had a desire to where I want to share the gospel with people directly in some way. I want to be able to make them laugh too. Like that's a gateway for it. But how can I tell people who Jesus is in a way that's still entertaining without watering anything down? Listen, that, that's fire. Listen, DJ Focus, uh, we got to go to a quick break. I promise you, don't touch that dial. We coming back with more from the super talented filmmaker, uh, content creator, Chad Smith. Keep it locked. Sir. You tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. I still got the super talented uh, content creator, Chad Smith, on the line with us. So listen, let's talk about it, man. First, um, listen, you got this web series that you're working on, animated web series, Mm -hmm. to tell these stories of the Bible. But I got to know, uh, listen, I I know what the term means, but why did you choose the title <laughs> what had happened was like I, I was i was like man i'm sitting on the stoop like man is this a conversation you had just sitting on the stoop one day with your peoples like you know what what happened was this is what yeah. jesus really wanted to say like <laughs> so yeah talk about yeah. the title the inspiration behind that 
Yeah, the whole inspiration behind the title was because I didn't want to make give it a really churchy title because I want this to reach people who don't read the Bible, who don't go to church, who may never have heard the gospel. And if it was called a title like Lo-Fi Bible or something like that, people in the church would think it's cool. But just having the term Bible in it immediately, there's going to be a percentage of people who won't even give it a chance. Giving it a title like what had happened was all the heart and content is still there. The name is just different. When you hear the term what had happened was, you know, somebody's about to tell a story. It's going to be funny. Right. Facts. So, yeah, that was that was why. That's the short answer. Why? But what, what, so you, you brought up something Were you worried about people that would not even give it a chance because of the title. Did that affect you really saying, all right, do I really Lord, are you really telling me to stamp it with this name? Um. Was I worried about people not giving it a chance? I, I don't know. I think what happened was it's just catchier anyway. It's like, yeah. but it's still like yeah. an urban, it's, it's like an urban phrase. Let's be very clear. It's like an urban yes. phrase. It is compared yeah. to being able to reach all demographic. That's what, that's what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, yo, people follow black trends all the time anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> that's like, right. uh, no, nah, I, I wanted to do something that I knew would be colloquial. Um, that would be like more casual so and it's not only that i came up something that happened i came up with the title like several years ago okay i started writing it in 2021 about two years ago around this time and then i uh posted something on my close friend story on instagram like yo i'm finally starting to write this web series what do y'all think a good title would be and one of my friends, I hadn't said anything about it. He just responded, call it what had happened was. And I was like, bro, that's the name I thought of three years ago. So I felt like that was just a confirmation. Um, Cause that's, that's not a common, that's not too commonly, too, that's not a very commonly used phrase, especially not for something you want to put a title on. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this is it. So what was the first thing you, you want? What is the first thing you decided to do? Like, did you start to, write it first did you think about the cast that you wanted to kind of narrate this story mm-hmm. first what was that first thing after you got the title out the way what was the yeah. next thing you you put in process the very first thing i started doing was reading through chapter one of daniel line by line and trying to retell it in modern day english without losing any of the meaning the content the substance of the story um i was on a plane opened up my laptop i had the scripture on one side of the screen my notes app on the other side and i was like lord you really got because i the re what this came out of i think this is even more important this came out of a prayer of like okay lord you blessed my comedy content but i've always wanted to go deeper with people and tell them about you how can i do both because i've been doing this i've been doing it for eight years at that point like that's not a short amount of time especially not for the age of social media like it's only only been around for like 20 years right not even yeah, not even um yeah so uh, I, I was like lord how do i do both and that was when he started putting this idea on my heart specifically to tell the story of daniel first and so uh I, after getting over the fact that like you want me to retell scripture your word like that's weighty after i finally got over myself I was like okay you're calling me into this sat down started to write it and um just got to the script and as i was writing more ideas started to come to mind about how i wanted to produce it visually um bringing even 3d animation into it on top of the 2d animation um but writing was the very first thing why why make it animation compared to making it a real regular movie with real actors um i think animation is more appealing for 
uh, teens and young adults for the most part. And then on top of that, it gives you so much more freedom to visually create whatever you want. And lastly, producing a live action series is definitely more work. I'm able to do this an animated series remotely. Like my entire team is has people all over the country, not just country, but the animation studio that we're going to be working with after we get the Kickstarter funded. They're based in South Africa. Mm. They uh they work with the Bible Project, which is amazing. If y'all have heard of that, if y'all haven't heard of that, definitely go check this stuff out. Um, they won an Emmy last year for a web series that not a web series, a cartoon that was nationally broadcast ac- across the continent of Africa. They're called Mind Creative. Um, people don't know an Emmy is the equivalent of a Grammy for music or an Oscar for movies and it's for TV. Mm-hmm. So they really know what they're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, animation, I'm able to do it remotely. My team, like I said, people in New York, DC, Texas, LA, all over the place. So why, why, why did you, did you, did you even try to pitch this to like any major um, production company or did no. you always kind of have this vision? No, speak to the power of that because a lot of people might not even understand why you chose to go the route you're going. Yeah. Um, like I said, with social media, we have access to so much. Um, I believe that YouTube is, I guess, even underestimated as a quote unquote streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Being able to retain creative ownership mm-hmm. and financial ownership of a product is so important. It always has been. So being able to, and I know that I have the capability and resources and relationships to be able to create this independently as well. So even though it'll be a, a bit more of a lift, I believe it's a lift that's worth it, especially because I know the Lord's calling me to do this. Mm-hmm. So no, I never went out to a studio. No, that's good. And I'm, I'm glad God, you know, you know, can, can going to continue to bless you in this area. I know a lot of entrepreneurs need to hear stuff like that because that's the, that's always the struggle. You know, where are we getting the money mm-hmm. for this production? Where are we getting the money for, you know, to produce this album and go on tour and everything that goes into that? So thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that. So talk about the cast. How did you pick out your cast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So share a couple of names that I know you probably played the music on here before, but like Tadashi mm-hmm. uh, and John Keith are two people who are on it. Um, and I got other like comedians and spoken word artists. Like if y'all heard of Ezekiel Lazonwu, uh, Matthew Hudson, Whitney LaBelle, uh, Hillary Caitlin, or, like so, some social media influencers and speakers and a bunch of others. Oh, no big deals. Another person. I, uh, so as I was reading through uh, the scriptures, I was writing down each name or person that I see in it. For example, and even unnamed people, for example, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize chapter one, when Daniel and uh, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, they're being told that they have to eat a certain diet, but it would have violated the law. Um, They went to Ashpenaz, who was the chief eunuch. And he's like, nah, I'm not changing your diet. Right. There was another person after that. There's steward, two different people. Who he went and told they, Daniel did not tell this to Ashpenaz. Told the steward like, "Yo, let us eat vegetables and water for ten days, and then like test us." He's like, "Okay, fine. I, if I don't see why not." Um, so um, as I was just breaking down and being really granular with each person, I started thinking of friends or people I know who I feel like would just fit the personalities of these people. Because that's another thing that people don't realize a lot of times, or won't genuinely be aware of is these are not just characters in some book these are people who lived and walked on the earth 
who have personalities, who are like you and me, who had conversations with each other, mm-hmm. who had hopes and dreams and fears and insecurities and things like that. I'm trying to. So I was. So as I've been choosing people, I've been trying to think, OK, who can bring these people to life in a way that will help wake other people up to having a greater appetite for their relationship with the Lord and to get in the word and study scripture themselves and see how the Lord has moved back then and how he wants to move today. No, that's, that's fire. Um, you know, at the end of the day, what do you want people to take away from this series? I know. And then also, are you looking to do the complete Bible? Like I know you just starting off mm-hmm. with certain chapters. Will this be a complete, mm-hmm. uh, a series of the complete Bible? So we have big plans to do 10 seasons. We want to go through the overarching narrative, um, of scripture, but ultimately we want to help people to see that Christianity is not a 2000 year old religion. It's a 2000 year old title for a plan that the creator of the universe has always had from the very beginning. Um, that's good. So we, run that back, yeah. run that back, run that back again. <laughs> so Christianity is not a 2000 year old religion. It's a 2000 year old title that ties into the plan that our creator Yahweh has had from the very beginning. Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the earth. Like he was always here. So I want to help people see how relevant and important the old understanding of the old Testament is in context to understanding why we need Jesus. Um, so yeah, we got big plans. We have, uh, plans for up to 10 seasons and, uh, yeah, we want to make it happen, man. As you go through another, the, yeah, no, I was about to yeah, say, as, a, you, as you go through the seasons, are you looking to change characters or are you just going to mm-hmm. kind of just see, feel it out and see how it rolls? Yeah. Um, we, I, I don't want to give like the full scope of it. I'll say yeah. for the first three seasons, for okay. the first three seasons, we got uh, season one is on Daniel. Season two is on Joseph's life. Season three is on Esther's story. Okay. Um, and then seasons four through nine have a framework to it. And then season 10 is going to be about Jesus life with more um, direct gospel message. But our focus is telling the story and weaving in motifs of uh what the Lord is trying to communicate to us through scripture already, which is visualizing those things and uh, telling the stories through voice actors and narration and breaking down the history and culture of the times that these things were happening that um, giving biblical insight. We'll also adding in like pop culture, anime cartoon references that will like just make people laugh, bring, put smiles on their faces again, without watering down or taking away from what is actually being told in these stories in scripture. Listen, before I get you out of here, I got to ask you our uh, our fun question we always ask. Uh, you're not an All artist, right. but you're a filmmaker. So I got to okay. ask, if you could pick uh, two directors, um, dead or alive, um, what two film directors would you uh, pick to work with if you could uh, have a super oh, collaboration man. to work on a movie, a project, it didn't matter? Oh, man. Uh, I got to go with Denis Villeneuve right now. He's alive. He's the one who's uh, directing Dune. He did Blade Runner 2049, a bunch of other of my favorite movies. And I would go at Ryan Coogler because uh, watching Creed 1, bro. Okay, this is a thing that's been like so important to me. What I've noticed throughout um, just what's been celebrated in Hollywood as a, in regards to black culture is often negative stereotypes about um, just what's, what uh, black people are known for. What Ryan Coogler did with uh, Creed is it, it just it showed a story with the character who just so happens to be black you know what I mean like we need to tell our stories but I believe it's very important to 
just show our humanity just as everybody else as well. And I think his ability to do that in excellence with a story like Creed is just really inspiring. Um, yeah, so I'd say those two. Big, no, that's fire. Massive inspirations. Yeah. That's fire. Listen, we appreciate you rocking with us today, Chaz, man. Can you tell the people how they can connect with you, following you on your social media platforms? And I know you're yeah. still working and you're in the starting stage of it, but just continue to tell people where they can go yeah. to stay up to deep with the details for uh, mm-hmm. what had happened was uh, Center. Yeah. So for what had happened was uh, you can go on all social media platforms. It's WHHW series. That's W-H-H-W-S-E-R-I-E-S. Our Kickstarter is live. It's only going to be live until May 3rd. And then if you want to follow me anywhere, it's C-H-A-Z Smith on our socials as well. Listen, DJ Focus, we got to go to a break. We're coming back with more. Keep it locked. You're tuning into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're tapping into The Fix right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Mm-hmm. Tap back in and uh, let's get into it. Uh, this one today is going to be... Uh, a different one. It's going mm. to be uh, one that we. Uh, I think we we talk about it a little bit, but we need to kind of just kind of unpack it a little bit more. So today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about has church become too entertaining? Mm-hmm. We, we we know um, you know three years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, let's be very clear. The world changed. The pandemic. Let's be very clear. Oh, Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pandemic came, and with the pandemic, the world shut down. Let's be very clear. World shut down. Um, we all scared we're gonna get coronavirus everybody in the house everybody mask up everybody like no nah, stay where you at don't come over here mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 one of the th- that uh impacted us for all believers where churches were closed let's be very clear uh pretty much all churches had closed down for uh, a period of time and then um we saw something a shift because you know you had a lot of the mega churches and even some of the smaller churches who you know by the grace of God, had the finance to upgrade, to have virtual equipment, be able to stream, be able to have, you know, YouTube pages and do things like that. But everybody wasn't equipped with that. And -hmm. when the pandemic happened, everybody had to get equipped. So now you had to think of creative ways. Let's be very clear to be able to have church and keep people engaged virtually. I think that's when it kind of shifted. I I think that's when it kind of became a little bit some would argue i I would say some would argue too entertaining you had uh, a lot of pastors you uh, said that's when it became too entertaining well well, i think that's when it you're right so so, so, no so let's 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 go all the way back you're right let's let's work our way up uh and i'll let you speak to this a little bit let's let's go back to church in the 90s dice walk us through church in the 90s you know, your traditional, you know, Pentecostal, Baptist, Kojic, doesn't matter. You know, mm. walk us through, you know, what it looked like for church in the 90s when you talk about the entertainment part of it. And, ha- you know, was it over the top? Was it too much? I think back, at least in my experience, I'll share my experience. I'll let you go mm-hmm. into yours. Mine's was more. It wasn't about anybody else but the pastor. I'm just being honest. Mm. Like the pastor was the show. Mm-hmm. Or no, I take that back. It was two things. Either it was the pastor was the show, or you had church. I mean, uh, choirs competing against each other. Mm-hmm. You know who got the best choir? You know, because that's back when you know you could march down the uh, you know the church, the choir marched in. You remember mm-hmm. the tambourine mm-hmm. rock? They were yeah. they all marched in, and you always that's had right. the, the great singers. So that's I right. think when you talk about the entertaining part and the competition, and then sometimes it being a little bit too much. 
that was my experience um, growing up in the, the late 80s, early 90s. It was more about the pastor who who could preach the best and who had the best mm-hmm. sermon and who could hoop and holler uh, the best. Because that was a, 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 a skill, too, I think, that a lot of uh, Baptists and Kojic and, and Pentecostal pastors uh, mm-hmm. possess was that that. <laughs> That, you know, you got to, you had to have that hoop and holler. If you ain't had that hoop and holler, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you wasn't considered uh, really preaching a word that really moved the crowd, at least mm-hmm. from my perspective. Mm. Okay. Well, ah, that is a perspective. Um, I just want to say, I think that if we look back in our Bibles, church has always been too entertaining. That was Jesus's point. Hey, take the bells off your robe. Stop doing the most. Stop walking, promenading around the center like it's all about you. It's not about you. And so this is an over 5,000 plus year problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, it's hard to nail it down because of sin. So I think for me, every church has become too entertaining when it is all about the pastor or the choir. If it's not about Jesus, y'all doing the most. Like, I mean, there's a, I, for me, I'm just old school, you know, I'm just old school. It is what it is. I love entertainment. I think we put it in our churches so that we can offer the people who love the Lord some type of entertainment. And, you know, I'm saying it keeps the kids involved. It keeps people involved in the community. You know, like there's nothing wrong with uh, praise and worship and tambourines. I did hear you bring that up. So I, for all your tambourine players, I'm gonna make sure I shout you out because we are called to, hey, Play your tambourine, okay? But if you're going to tam tam, you tam for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so as long as we are glorifying God with all these extras, um, you know, he as long as he's getting the glory. And I think sometimes, well, I know sometimes the line that's drawn is when we, when the light is shining on us and we're all that. You know what I'm saying? Like we've, you know what I'm saying? Like you and I both know, like you said um, earlier on, it used to be about the pastor. And it was like growing up, you were lucky if you were an assistant pastor to ever get to preach, maybe on a Christmas, uh, uh, on a Christmas service at five, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you couldn't. No facts. Roll. You tell the yeah. truth. Go to preach. Hey, hey, you couldn't roll up up in, up in the church and think you was going to preach now where like you had to sit there for about 10 years and serve, you know, and maybe on the day the pastor was sick, you got an opportunity to give a word. So it, yeah, the church has changed absolutely a lot right now there are a lot of co-pastors and things like that and um it's the alignment like people's alignment can be off you know what i mean like the person who started the church might have really heard from the lord and now you got all these other people that you just let uh you know serve your flock and and care for your flock and and trust me sometimes that goes sideways but back to the entertainment piece um i just think the line is drawn for me i think from a godly perspective not that i'm god but i think when it's not about god y'all doing too much you know what i'm saying i i don't know that's just my perspective is like god wants all the glory god should get all the glory this is easy this is like a math problem for me um i don't know man i i think we have to go back to our bible like as corny as it may sound that's why i was like church has always been entertaining jesus was he was the one saying please stop entertaining people and love people please stop entertaining yourself and help people you know please stop condemning people and judging people and go do something different go put your hands on somebody and heal them like stop you're wasting time y'all wasting a lot of time and i think like you brought up the pandemic and yes and i think the pandemic was a godly display of who's been wasting time 
And the survivors are the ones who are like, nah, we ain't been wasting time because we still got our, we still got our church. What are you talking about? Like we were preparing, you know what I'm saying? And praying and listening and watching. And I think um, we had a couple pastors call that out. Like, hey, they called out the pandemic before it happened. They were like, nah, something's changing. Something's changing. We have to grow. We have to elevate. And it, But in that elevation focus, let me be real. It doesn't mean that you become entertainers. It just means, like you said, get your web browsers up. Make sure you have a platform to talk on. Make sure you have an app for your church. Make sure your church can sign in online. Make sure they can give online. Make sure they still have access to all the talks and teachings. You know, like, don't don't let, you know, technology uh, be the thing that takes your church down. You know, but just because there was a technical um, situation during COVID doesn't mean that everybody should have jumped into entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, th- I think that's that's to your point. I think that's kind of what you were saying earlier was like, yeah, when the pandemic happened, a lot of entertainment came about. And so, you know, I just wanted to be clear. Yes, visible entertainment came about, but people been up in church cutting up for a while. Sorry, I agree. Out, but I just you know. no, no, no. That was good stuff, and I'm glad you you went to the Bible and like you say how God was not pleased. Um, it's a tough thing though, Dice. And, and I, and I, I, so I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a minute. We, we live in a world. Let's be very clear. Where you know, if you don't grab people's attention right away, they, what do they say? You got like seven to ten seconds to really grab someone's attention. And I think I think pastors are challenged at at times because one. You want to stay somewhat relevant, but not too relevant to where, to your point, you're uh, going against what the Bible says and what you should be teaching. It should be ministry. It should be pushing Jesus first, but still uh, being able to give some life application or relevant things that are happening right now. But I think you should have limitations on that. So I'm, I'm big on that. I don't I don't want you to be so, so relevant that you you're not preaching the word. Let's be very clear because the word is what's going to change you. But this, this we live in this entertainment world where everybody's drawn to a, a good flick. You know, I'm, when I say flick a movie, um, mm-hmm. a, a, a good theater play or something like mm-hmm. everything. Like we, we, we want to kind of have an experience of absolutely. We want to be uh, be taught the word, but we still want to have some type of experience to where we can relate to something. Maybe our favorite artists or maybe a, a city that we've been we visit or because I, I, hear, I hear pastors use all type of references, you know, vacation places, mm-hmm. uh, artists, athletes, entertainers quotes from you know uh, of course historians uh in in black culture so like i just i i think sometimes they're they're they're, they're trying to stay so relevant that they they they're they're they push themselves too too far too too far and, and yeah I, so that's the that's the struggle that's the struggle for me because absolutely i i, I once again we we just uh uh, last month, uh, you know, Easter was last month and we had our arts team, you know, do uh, skits. Mm-hmm. We had the, uh, the praise dancers. They had a little performance. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like all that. I, I, I didn't mm-hmm. think anything was wrong with it. And mm-hmm. pastor came pastor. Shout out to my pastor. He came and preached mm-hmm. a word about Jesus resurrection. So mm-hmm. I, I felt like I got a full experience. You started off with praise and worship. You had your praise and arts team come. Then mm-hmm. you had the, the pastor come and give the word. So I think. I, I, that's why I say I, I want to be honest. I like some of it, <laughs> but I think it should be limitations. But so it, it, the, the question is, how, how should the pastor uh, approach what he or she wants to have 
um, in the church as far as for in their sermon, mm-hmm. um, when you talk about the performing arts or anything they want to show in front of the congregation. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough one, ain't it? I, I, it's not tough. It's not it's tough, okay. Tough. Tough. I mean, I think it's it's the leadership. I mean, I think you follow your leader and that and, and your leader should be tapped in. And so whatever your leader is like um, hearing from God concerning, all right, this is the flow or this is what this is the series for the month or, the, you know, I went on sabbatical. This is what the Lord has spoken to me. We're going to do this for the next 30 days. We're going to talk about finances, like whatever the the shepherd is is hearing from God. That's fine. I think I think I think because that's that's the mantle everybody's under you know what i mean so it's like it it is what it is i just think that if it puts more focus on the individuals and less focus on god and god's healing and god's deliverance y'all doing too much like it doesn't matter the size of the church it could be small it could be on the corner it could be a mega church that has 59 locations if people are leaving and you're more entertained than changed, it's a problem. And that's it. Like, that's why I said, this is easy. This is not complicated. You know, like, so any pastor, and it's funny because you said this just a second ago, you know, you got, you got like seven minutes to give people's attention from an earthly standpoint. Yeah. Like we, we've done all these studies, right? So we, people want to be entertained. People want to, they want a 3d experience. I mean, I've been at church where it's snowing and rain and fire and, you know, water. And I'm like, how did y'all get that in here? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And the music is going and people are leaping into nowhere and they disappear. And you just, oh, I mean, oh, like you said, we love a good experience, but that becomes the addiction. So we have to know, oh, it's not about, oh, preacher, he really preached today. Did he? It's so funny because I used to ask my mom this. She'd be like, oh, pastor, really preach? And I love you, mom. You listen. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Oh. Bro. I could sit here and line up 50 people that went to church on Sunday. Pastor really was preaching. The service was really off the chain. It was all oh, the people was clapping and singing. And, and what was the message? Like we are so groomed to be worldly when we're not reading, studying, praying, getting up, seeking his face. We fall into this trap of if you don't provide me all of these sources of entertainment to keep my ADD, ADHD, AD, OCD under control when I'm there. I'm leaving your church because y'all ain't preaching and that's church hurt. People are shifting. So that's what I'm saying. Like we who know better and I'm not any better than anybody, but I've been able to sit underneath a church, even underneath a pastor where he will get a word at the last minute and we have to change the whole, the whole lead team has to change every song, everything. Like we would have to shut it down. I never forget. I used to get so irritated because I'm like, Service start on Sunday. We're at practice on Thursday. What do you mean we changing up the whole set? Oh, yeah, because the the Lord said no. So y'all going to change everything because we are moving in a different direction and we obey the the unction of the spirit of God. So it's like if your pastor's on that, amen. And whatever y'all do to entertain the masses, I'm sure it's covered. But it's just the consistency that we have in churches across the world. And this is a hard thing for pastors to hear because they don't want to, quote unquote, lose people. But I'll be honest with you, if they weren't led, if they weren't led to your church, because it's about God. And that's why I said this is easy. This is not complicated. We're not called to be ministers, pastors, apostles, teachers, bishops for the money. We're not called to be in leadership 
for the numbers. We're not called to build 29 churches everywhere and can't even pay half of the mortgage on on them just because we want to look like we're growing. We are here for people. That's it. This this that's why I was like this is a hard game. I shout out to my husband because yesterday he said, "Man, I was listening to the song you did with Platinum Souls called Welcome to the Ministry." And the hook is "Welcome to the Ministry." It's harder than the industry. You know what I'm saying? Like it is harder than the industry. There's nothing harder than ministry because you love people and you have to love them through everything. And this is that's how we are to be. You know what I'm saying? We're not to to provide them every source of entertainment. We're to love them through everything. So now, you know, I listen today. I, I'm, I'm definitely in dicer mode because I'm like, no, this is easy. This is simple. Yeah, listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You see where this conversation is going. You don't want to touch that dial. We're going to a quick break. We're coming right back uh, with more. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. You tune back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, we're in the middle of this great conversation. We're talking about has church become too entertaining? And I know um, it was a tweet that went out, Dice, mm-hmm. um, talking about uh, the co-pastor at uh, Transformation Church. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Pastor Mike Todd and his whole ministry. Um, but his co-pastor, um, Pastor <laughs> Tim Ross, uh, preached the word where kind of referenced that Jesus was a stripper. Mm. Um, I will, I will tell everybody, we're going to play a little snippet of it. I want you to go listen to the whole sermon. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. So go listen to the whole sermon. Cause I thought it was, you know, it was some good points in it, but there was a point towards the end where I and dice was like, ah, that might've been a little bit too much, but uh, mm. dice, let, let's go ahead and play that clip for him uh, real quick. Right. He ain't the first one to make it rain. Literally, he's not the first one to make it rain. I could take you to Genesis to prove to you who the first person was that made it rain. But scripture said that manna came from heaven and it was bread to them. We don't make it rain on booty cheeks. We don't make it rain on strippers. We only reverence one stripper. And that's the one that took off glory. To put on humanity. And then get butt naked on a cross. To die for both you and me. The only stripper I'm in love with is Jesus. And he's the one that puts that bread in my pocket. That bread in my pocket. I got bread in my pocket. I got bread in my pocket. I got bread. I got Yeah. <sighs> Minister Dice, what's your thoughts? Nah, you go first. Well, um, this one was this one was a little tough. I'll be honest with you. Um, so I, I was not familiar. Dice sent the the the, the tweet to me, mm. and I was like, oh. I say, yeah, we uh, we usually let's be very clear. We usually don't um, talk about stuff like this uh, to this point. But I was like, no, we have to talk about this. Um, so shout out. That was Pastor 
Tim Ross, co-pastor at Transformation Church. Um, we know Pastor uh, Mike Todd is the senior pastor there. Um, I like I, when, when, like I say, everybody, please go to Transformation Church's uh, YouTube page and watch the whole sermon, so you can put everything in context. I, I, I don't ever want to give just a snippet of something without listening to the whole sermon all the way through. So please go listen to it all the way through. But even from this snippet and me not listening to the whole sermon, I have issues with. Once again, we talked about it, trying to be a little bit too relevant. I think everything he said until he called Jesus a stripper. When you talk about you go to Genesis, absolutely. Where you see, yes, Jesus literally blessed the people in the land and he let manna fly from heaven. So, yeah, that was bread. They needed to eat. So he made sure he fed them. He made sure God made sure he covered them and mm-hmm. made sure he met their needs. Um Absolutely. Even the the graphic of him saying the booty cheek part. Yeah, we don't make it rain on booty cheeks and we don't make it rain with strippers. Yes, because we're called to do something different. We're called to love on people who maybe be a little promiscuous or selling their bodies and thinking that's the way when we know God is not about that. We know God will not want you to prostitute mm. your body or sell your body in any form of fashion. He He's calling us to be in married relationships to where we have any type of sexual uh, uh, you know, um, appetite, if that makes sense. So, um, I was okay with him saying that, you know, we, we ain't making it rain on booty cheeks. We ain't mm-hmm. making, uh, you know, uh, strippers, uh, giving strippers money and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think for me, the issue was when he said, yeah, uh, Jesus was a stripper, um, butt naked on the cross. Um, I don't know if that's proper context for what Jesus did for us. Uh, let's be very clear. D- Jesus sacrificed his life which he knows and everybody, everybody knows who's a believer uh, for, uh, for the remissions of our sins so that we mm. wouldn't go to hell so that God would let us have uh, a life after we live here on earth. Mm. I don't think that was a choice. I think strip being a stripper is a choice. If you choose to go out here and dance in the club, be a stripper, uh, prostitute your body, that's a choice. Like no one is, it's like forcing you to do that. And God had a choice too. I take that back. Yeah. So God made the choice, but he, he the, it was a bigger plan. He did that. We could have eternal life. So the, that was my issue when he, when he, when he compared Jesus to a stripper, I think that's a reach, at least in my personal opinion. I think that's a reach. I would, I wouldn't have said that. Um, um, we talked about it off air dice. I would assume he is the co-pastor there. I would assume that. Uh, usually co-pastors or elders who are uh, the preacher, you know, who preach when the senior pastor is gone, they usually have to send their their, their uh, preaching notes to the, the head pastor to get approval. At least that's how, you know, the structure is uh, from every ministry I've been a part of. Let's um, be, let's be honest. I, so I, I, ain't, I ain't would, no I would, I would, ain't no structure. You say no structure no more, no more. Ain't no structure at this, at this particular event at the church. Okay. Ain't now one piece of structure that has fallen. Listen, Dice, it, had a, Dice, Dice, Dice heard me enough. Listen, you, you, here you go. You want this work? Here you go. Go ahead, Dice. So do we get to heaven's gates and say, man, Jesus, the only stripper I've been in love with. No. Is that how we enter in? Because I'm i curious. I uh, <sighs> When I came to know the Lord uh, officially and really gave my heart to God and uh 2004, February the 1st, one of the first things I wanted to know were all of the names of God, because I thought it was important that the God who has been, had been loving me my whole life. And I finally was like, oh, there you are. What is your name? And I, I mean, right. Like, like on our break, I was like, 
let me go find my paper because I, I never forget. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go dig and I'm gonna find all the names I got. And I mean, I made it to the S's and I still haven't found the word stripper, but I did find advocate, almighty El Shaddai, Alpha and Omega, amen, ancient of days, angel of the Lord, anointed one, author of life, beginning and the end, branch of the Lord, breath of the almighty, the chosen one, Christ, Christ of God, the cornerstone, counselor, defender, everlasting father, first and the last, God, El, Elohim. God of earth, God of Daniel, God of our fathers, God of Abraham. I did find I am Jehovah, jealous, judge, king, king of glory. I did find king of Israel. I did find Jehovah Elohim, Lord God Almighty. Lord is peace, Jehovah Shalom. I did find Lord God, my Lord God, the most high God, God of righteousness, God Almighty, maker of all things, Lord of harvest. I did find Prince of Peace, Righteous One, Offspring of David, Rock, the Rock of Israel. I did find Root of Jesse, Sovereign, Spirit, Spirit of Christ, Spirit of Glory, Son of God, Spirit of Holiness, Spirit of our Father, Spirit of the Living God. I did find the Truth, Son of Righteousness, Divine, our Witness, our Wonderful Counselor, our Word, the Word of Life. So, I would politely sit my co-pastor down and wait until the Lord said he was released to get back up. That's it. This easy. I said it when we first got on here. This is simple. But but we like this entertainment. And as humans, one day we all going to go meet our Lord. Like this is this is why we do what we do. Yes, we have uh, Holy Culture, Sirius XM, CH Music. We have all the DJs. We have all these mega churches. We have all the internet. We have all the fun stuff. We can watch live. We can stream from home. We can send. That's cool. That's cool. But do not disrespect the one who died for you. And you said it earlier. Hey, being a stripper is a choice. Just then choose this. If we all remember the picture of the cross is like, hey, God, are we? I know you're my father, but look, are we still doing this? This is not something I want to do, but if it is to save all of these ignorant people, because forgive them, God, because they don't know what they're doing. I will do it. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't in the sex trade. So it's like, please don't disrespect Jesus. And then here's the thing, focus. And you and I both know how the enemy works, especially for people who are just coming into church. They're trying to get away from the world. One of the main things that the enemy uses when you're in church is all your sexual exploitations that you've done. Like the enemy is sitting right there. You still have all these, uh, all, all that language in your heart. Why is this man's language not changed? I mean, you saying booty and stripper at church, butt naked. Why, why do you not have a new language? Because if I'm not mistaken, my word says your conversation going to be different especially if you're leading people. So I'm not going to sow a seed. That's seed sown. It don't matter. Somebody might've just came from the strip club. That, you know what I'm saying? Like I still got images in my, now I'm mixing images of Jesus and strippers. Like, what are you doing? So it's like, stop playing with me. This is easy. It's so easy, but stop disrespecting God. And that that's a sign of weakness because now you're going after what you know people are doing. And here's the thing should be flowing in the spirit, not trying to feed off of, oh, I'm going to make this connection, make this bar and make this so about me and how well I put this together. And that's what I said from the gate. If this puts more attention onto me than onto God, it's a problem. It's very easy when it becomes I, 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 oh, look what I did. Look what I did. Okay. And why are I talking about bread? 
stop playing with me. Quit playing. So anyways, um, shout out to all of you who think these things are hilarious. You know what I'm saying? But you're losing people who really need to hear a word. Like there were some people who were coming and I know I got to wrap it up, but it's like you want to entrust yourself up underneath these pastors that they know kind of, you know, what God is saying, you know, what or how how they should be leading the body. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm telling you, like, things like this are some reasons why some people don't come to church because it's deliverance. I really need to be healed. I really need to know Elohim, El Shaddai. I, I need to know. But you ain't here talking about just don't strip it. Okay. This is when I walk out. This is when I walk out. Oh, this is this is easy. And I'm <laughs> and I, I mean, it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. It's, DJ it's Focus. Easy. So, yeah. Dice so. Gamble. Listen, uh, enough said. We got to go to a break and pay some bills. We're coming right back with closing thoughts. Keep mm-hmm. it locked. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. You tune back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And uh, Dice, um, you know, we, we got some news mm-hmm. uh, that just happened yesterday. Yeah, there was a shooting in Texas and the suspect is still on the loose. He killed five of his neighbors execution style uh, with the AR-15 rifle. Um, Francisco Oropesa, he is age 38 and this is in Cleveland, Texas. Uh, he was outside shooting his AR-15 and a few of his neighbors came out and said, hey man, can you kind of keep it down? You know, one of them had a baby, the baby was sleeping. And um, he killed five of them. Mm. So he's still on the loose. And authorities have about 200 police officers looking for him right now. Um, he he's, he's from Mexico. But it's it's just sad, man. Um, and I wanted to be clear. Because some people don't really know a lot about guns. And I don't know how much you know about guns. But, uh, you know, he was practice firing and an AR-15 shoots one round with one squeeze of the trigger. So it could have been accident. And then it's like, it's too late. You can't take the bullets back. And these bullets are very precise. This gun was created in 1950 um, by a Marine from California. And it was uh, used to help protect civilians. And it's a very lightweight. It's like one. Of, it's a collector's piece if you are into guns. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's sad, you know, that it happened. But... I mean, the bans, like California actually banned this gun, uh, but Texas obviously has not banned this gun in any, any type of way. I'm wondering what, what, so, you know, I'm just thinking of, you know, when you go to a gun range or you go to an area where you're shooting, it's usually like for 200 yards or so, there's nobody there. So I'm just wondering, where was he shoot? Where was he practicing at? In his backyard? He was in the backyard, the front yard, just outside in the oh, middle of the no, night. No. Yeah. And I mean, and people do this, but that's why we have gun ranges. It's like you have yeah. a gun range or for those of you who are blessed with, you know, a couple acres, you know what I'm saying? And, and typically gotcha. that's what the people have. And, and this is why I'm, you know, I grew up with guns. So I'm, I'm a fan of, it. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Like I just grew up that way. They're there for your protection if somebody come across your piece of land, if you hear the dogs barking, you know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Like it can be used for protection, but when people are able to buy guns that don't have any discipline, you know, they're not taking classes. They're supposed to be locked up anyway. The only, this gun should not have been outside. You know, we have laws. That's why we have the gun cases, you know, and all guns are supposed to be locked up um, unless you're out in the street with your uh, concealed carry going on. But mm-mm. So, 
I hate it for a family because actually one of the family members of the five survived. And um, it's just sad, man. I mean, it's just sad on multiple levels. I wish she just would have turned herself in and just said what had happened. Um, but if you don't know how to use a gun, please don't buy one. That's how I feel. Like if you have any problem, it's mental health month too. So I'm going to throw this out here. If you know you have challenges mentally, don't buy no gun. Just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Because this can change people's lives, like literally end legacies, you know, like if in the wrong hands. And um, yeah, if you're not very disciplined with a gun, you know, and you're not using it for the right reasons. And here's the thing in Texas, some people have a lot of land too. So I understand why people have long range rifles, you know, like because they need, they need that and they need to be able to see that far, you know, out. So, uh, but in this case, no. In this case, uh, you know, families were torn apart. Yeah, we're definitely praying for the families that lost loved ones in this and um, praying for the individual, too, as well, that did it. Um, like you said, just using a little wisdom. I, and, I, and I hear you, what you're saying, Dice. I, I just remember, because I was just thinking when we did it, we, we we had ravine or like these fields. And mm-hmm. when I say, yeah, there were there was nobody in front of us for at least mm-hmm. 200 yards. We're not yeah. even, I'm not even exaggerating. So like, yeah. Yeah, we would go to a field like that and set up the cans mm-hmm. and the bottles and you know stuff like that. But yeah, we literally yeah, there's no there's nobody around, mm-hmm. no kids, no fam, nobody. It, it might, listen, not even no animals. I only see no raccoons or deers or nothing. So it's like I would think I don't care if it's that dark or, or, or if it's during the day. You would go to a somewhere where you know you could practice and not harm anybody. So I pray for all of my uh, people who have guns. Yeah. Use wisdom. If you're not going to go to an inside shooting range, yeah. if you're going to go to an open field, let's let's use wisdom. Come on mm-hmm. now. Let, let's let's be a little bit smarter. That's right. Because that's that's unfair. That's that's unfair. I'm be honest with you, that's just unfair. I, I'm not against you having guns. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm for you using wisdom with that gun. Please. That's right. That's right. Listen, we want to thank uh, Chad Smith, too, as well, uh, the director, writer, as well as social media influencer who, uh, listen, this new web series, uh, What Had Happened Was, the animated Bible series, mm. is, uh, listen, in production. Um, shouts out um, uh, to him. I know he started a Kickstarter fund to raise the funds for this, and I know he's already raised uh, over $40,000. So uh, that's, a, that's a huge salute to him. I pray uh, everybody who uh, will go to his uh, Instagram or go to his social media pages, uh, Chad Smith. And uh, if you want to support, you want to donate to his Kickstarter fund so that way we can get this. What had happened was animated Bible series in production. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited because uh, this will be a I, I, I'm excited more for the youth and the kids to be able to see something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know they they'll you know and my anime people people that like animation I, mm-hmm. I'm not against animation but I just think this 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 will be something that will you know you can sit your little five all the way up to you know maybe 16 year old down and have them watch this series and maybe understand the Bible earlier and different than mm-hmm. somebody trying to teach it to them in a vacation Bible school or Sunday you know school and stuff like that because they relate to the video and understand the characters and understand their roles and understand mm-hmm. what they did so I'm excited for Chad uh, I pray uh, that he does multiple series I know he's starting off with this uh, with the story of Daniel I pray he do the whole Bible yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do I pray he does the whole Bible so shouts yeah. out to Chaz and that real talk we had to get a little real today Dice I know uh, we talked about has church become too entertaining I mean Y'all pray for us. Um, we don't we don't try to be too hard on here, but I think um, we've watered down, uh, you know, opinions and then what God has revealed to us for too long mm-hmm. to where we have to have these hard conversations sometimes. And I think, like I said, I think um, 
Uh, I don't want the church to become too relevant to where the word of God is not being pushed and held and held to that standard. And mm-hmm. Jesus is the example. I know we have all the prophets <laughs> and the priests and the kings and queens in the mm-hmm. Bible for stories. Yes, they're good. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's Paul, whether it's Moses, Noah, I can keep going on and on and on and on. Bathsheba, you know, uh, Phoebe, uh, you know, I keep going on and on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the example that we should be searching for, the example we should be trying to model every day is Jesus Christ coming down here, becoming flesh, walking this walk, walking Mm -hmm. Calvary for us, for the remission of our sins and understanding what that means. Absolutely. Uh, You know, that grace and everything came when he came and did that. But let's be very clear. We need to have lifestyle change. And -hmm. Jesus is the way to have that lifestyle change. So, yeah, it got a little real today, Dice. I love it. Yeah, I got real. As it should be. It should always be real. God is real. So we got to be on top of our real game, too. But Jesus is the answer. Like you said, I'm not here to belabor anything. I think uh, everybody knows. Like We're going to keep it a thousand over here uh, concerning how God heals and how God keeps and how God restores and redeems. And uh, like you said, Jesus is the answer. That's it. For the world today. Don't make me sing the song. (laughs) No, he is. That's true. That's it. Listen, shouts out. We want to definitely send some love. Shouts out to Pastor uh, Tim Ross at Transformation Church. We did uh, talk about him a little bit today. If you're listening, we would love to interview you to talk a little bit more about your sermon and why you chose to, uh, you know, compare Jesus to a stripper. Oh, uh, we we did talk about that a little bit today in the real talk. Definitely shouts out to Pastor Mike Todd, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to interview with you, too, as well, in case you happen to hear this. And just mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about it. I think we don't have these open uh, this open dialogue to, to continue to keep the conversation going for understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets a little tricky. But I want everybody, please go to the Transformation uh, YouTube or to their website to listen to the whole sermon. Um, yes, it was it was uh, Pastor uh, Tim Ross who preached uh, Jesus was a stripper. I believe the name of the sermon is. So, yes, um, definitely uh, check it out and listen to everything. So put everything in proper context. We only a- were able to play that little snippet. But, yes, mm-hmm. we want you to put everything in, in proper context. Listen, that's it. Go out and be great today, kings and queens. Have a great day. When I tell you Tiptoe Tuesday going to be off the hook, once again, it's, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So, yeah. of course, yes, we're going to have a conversation on mental health tomorrow. And mm-hmm. uh, our little brother from Chicago, and uh, I believe he's in uh, yeah, he's in uh, Florida now, but uh, he born and raised in Chicago, uh, but he a Florida boy now. Uh, my brother Shepard going to stop by tomorrow. So uh, tap in for that exclusive spiritual detox, new music. Uh, this track, he got our team right now with, uh, listen, Dayton on it, Karen the Light, Angie Rose. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we we, we going to keep that thing in rotation for a while. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.